Hey, everybody, welcome to the Addiction Unlimited podcast, where you get to learn everything you want to know about addiction and recovery. I'm your host, Angela Pugh, co-founder of Kansas City Recovery, life coach, and recovering alcoholic. To learn more about me, you can listen to episode zero on your podcast app or find us on the web at addictionunlimited.com. Hello, my friend. Welcome to another episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast. I'm your coach, Angela Pugh, life coach, recovering alcoholic, and entrepreneur, just hanging around here to help you high-functioning, successful people get sober when your relationship with substance has gotten a little unhealthy and unhappy. This episode is going to cover a lot of ground, and I'm just going to start by saying I'm going to show you exactly why your coping skills for anxiety and stress aren't working. And one of the things we sober souls stress about is vacation. You heard me right. Going on vacation can be a major stress-inducing activity when you aren't boozing it up anymore. All of your vacations in the past have probably involved cocktails You aren't sure how you feel about going on vacation, even with your family, when other people will be drinking and you're not drinking and you're stressed out about how you're going to have fun and not be a bundle of nerves the whole time. Well, my friend, as usual, I've got a solution. You can come on vacation with me, sober style. Yes, it's happening. I'm hosting my first sober vacation and relaxation retreat in Costa Rica, and I want you to come with me. You guys, this has been on my vision board for years. I went on a sober cruise when I was just 10 months sober, and it was an incredible experience. And as recovery became my life's work, I knew this was going to be a huge piece of the puzzle for my audience and community. Vacation is a major struggle for people getting sober, and I want you to know we can go anywhere and do anything, especially when we go together. And because this is a sober vacation in an amazing spot with tons of options for adventures, it's also family-friendly. So if you want to bring your partner or your kids, I would love that. Now, listen, we do have activities planned, and I don't want any of us to feel like we have to participate in every activity every day, okay? I'm an introvert, you guys. There will be times I will lock myself in my room for a little meditation and a nap. If you want to venture off with your fam, you're welcome to do that. If you want to have dinner with some of your new sober friends you meet on the trip, do that. If you want to do yoga at 5.30 a.m. with me, do that. This is going to be epic. And booking just opened up a couple of days ago. I can only take 20 people, but the great news is you only have to put 25% down to book your spot. And there's an early bird special price for my action takers and go-getters that are ready to roll. We're going in October. I would love to meet you and spend some quality sober time together. So let me tell you where to go for all the details and to save your spot. Go to addictionunlimited.com forward slash Costa Rica. Bring a friend, bring your fam. Let's relax, reset, enjoy this beautiful time together with a little side of adventure. 
addictionunlimited.com forward slash Costa Rica. You can see everything and sign up there again, addictionunlimited.com forward slash Costa Rica. And of course, I will link that in the show notes as well. And speaking about stressing out about sober vacay, let's get into this conversation about coping skills because we certainly have more stressors in our lives than just vacation. And stress can sometimes get the better of us in understanding coping skills for everyday stress or for big stressful life changes or negative situations can help you maintain some equilibrium and continue to grow your self-esteem and your belief in yourself. Coping skills are things we can do in the moment to turn down the volume of our emotions. And that allows the opportunity to relax a little bit so that you can respond in a more appropriate way and protect yourself from getting too overwhelmed where you make choices you aren't proud of. I want to first talk about two things. One is there are some behaviors you have to work on to get good at using coping skills. Otherwise, it's just a band-aid for the symptom and you aren't actually solving the problem. And the second thing is you have to understand that sometimes you aren't going to feel great. There's this almost panic that happens when we have a day that doesn't feel great. Like there's some expectation that every day is supposed to be awesome and we're supposed to always feel good and happy and comfortable. But life and humans don't work that way. The behavior part starts with impulse control. You have to get some control on your reactivity and be able to manage yourself to take a pause before you react. We are impulsive creatures, but there are some skills to work on to help you manage all of this better, and it starts with impulse control. Then we work on self-soothing, and these are the coping skills we're going to talk about today because that will bring you some emotion regulation and the ability to let go of small things that don't need to consume your energy. So I want you to check your impulse control first. Can you pause without reacting in a situation? Are you able to take a few minutes and think things through before you react or overreact? When something doesn't go your way or someone says something you don't like, are you immediately popping off at the mouth and spewing your feelings everywhere and feeling crappy about it later or having to go back and make amends? I'll tell you, amends got me into impulse control faster than anything (laughs) because I knew if I let my mouth get the best of me, I would have to go back to that person in that situation and apologize for my behavior. That's the standard I set for myself. I know when I need to apologize, and I am a strong enough and confident enough person to go back and apologize. It's integrity. It's respect. It's self-respect and self-love also. People that don't apologize don't apologize because they don't have any self-respect. So I hold myself to that standard. I can make mistakes. It's not about handling every situation perfectly, but if I make a mess, I'm responsible to clean up the mess. Keep that in mind as you work on impulse control. If you are unkind or impatient or your delivery isn't great and you don't go back and make amends, all you're doing is damaging yourself. 
not because of what anyone else thinks, but because of what you think about yourself for not taking responsibility for yourself in your actions. This is about learning how to cope with things differently and not just drinking to numb everything. Being comfortable with being uncomfortable and learning how to just sit with the shit. If you know that picking up a drink or a joint or whatever is no longer an option, there's no more wine Wednesday or day drinking at brunch on the weekend, and you're ready to feel better and more in control of your life, then you're in the right place. Or if you're looking in on me and my life, you'll see a regular exercise routine, my own rituals for dealing with stress, and the dedication to take control of my life and be super intentional about how I live. And those may be some of the things that you're working on. And I promise you, I did not get here overnight. I used to freak out, overreact, and lose my mind over every tiny thing that didn't feel good or go my way. But over the years, of course, through a ton of mistakes and self-created chaos, I have finally cracked the code and I want to share all my insights with you on how I've created the life and the person that you see today. So if you want to work on yourself and your life and not be held captive by your impulsivity and inability to cope with life and feelings and people and and everything else, you want to feel more in control. You know what you need to do to heal yourself and your habits. If that's you, then this episode is for you. Because when it comes down to it, there's one thing I know for sure that you need to move to the top of your to-do list, right? To really shift into the recovery lifestyle you want. And that's your coping skills. That's got to go to the top of your to-do list. And while it may not seem big and profound and life-changing in theory, I want you to hold up a second because I'm going to flip that script for you. And today I'm going to show you just how important coping skills are, whether you are two days into your recovery or 17 years. People always ask me how I stay so calm and I don't get rattled by all the adversity that life loves to dish out. And I always will say it takes a ton of practice, right? And failure. And you know, I don't even like the word failure because people have such a negative connotation with that word. To me, when I mess something up or drop the ball and it results in a failure, all that means to me is there are lessons to learn there. Failure is feedback. It's letting me know that the way I did the thing wasn't quite right yet. And I have to have the coping skills to not let my brain take over and catastrophize the situation and make me feel terrible about myself every time I don't do or achieve something exactly the way I want. It's not that I don't have challenging days or that my anxiety has gone away now that I'm sober. My anxiety is still the biggest jerk I know, but I'm more in control of myself and my life than my anxiety is. And that's how I get through those days. It's by having the right coping skills in the moment, knowing what works for me, and then incorporating the tools in my everyday life so I keep my anxiety down on an ongoing basis. It's much more challenging to bring your anxiety down from 100 when you're right in the middle of a shitstorm, right? Instead, you want to keep your anxiety low 
every day so it doesn't get to a hundred and compromise your thinking and your decision-making abilities. And I want to talk about coping skills and coping tools and how I differentiate between the two. You know me, I'm always coming at things from a different angle, and this is just another one of those things, okay? Coping skills are internal. This is about my thoughts in the moment and my ability to talk myself down when I feel myself getting heated or I feel my anxiety rising. Coping tools come next. The tools are the things you use to make yourself feel better and shift your mood and take the pressure off. But you can't get to the tools if you don't have the skills to talk yourself down a bit to be able to think clearly. Skills are internal in your head and tools are external. Like pause is a coping skill. Like I was just saying, you have to first and foremost work on your impulsivity. Pause is how you do that. You have to pause for a minute to think things through. Push that pause button and think to yourself like, okay, maybe this isn't as bad as it feels. Am I blowing it out of proportion? Is there another option I haven't thought about? Is this my baggage or someone else's baggage? Am I overreacting? What do I want the outcome of this situation to be? This is why pause is such an important coping skill. Because for me, my thinking was skewed. I had a 100% victim mindset. I thought I was being punished in life. Like I had all the bad luck, right? So when I was in the middle of something, I was processing the situation through that lens, that victim lens, my I have all the bad luck lens, my people are bad to me or people suck lens. This is so unfair. My perspective on the world and the events in my life was skewed. So it didn't benefit me to use my skewed thinking to attempt to make good and healthy decisions. Are you with me? I had to develop the ability to pause instead of just playing into every little thing and overreacting about every little thing. Where I used to have one little thing happen and I would let it ruin the rest of my day. But it really can just be an irritating few minutes. With coping skills, I don't have to be a jerk for the whole day because one thing didn't go the way I wanted it to. Right? Like that one thing can really just be a few minutes and I can recalibrate and move on and have a great rest of my day. It doesn't have to ruin everything. You know, a simple phone call doesn't have to ruin my whole day or an argument with kids or partners. Like a few minute exchange that doesn't feel great doesn't have to ruin your whole day. But you got to have the coping skills, right? To keep yourself centered. So I want to talk about different types of coping skills because this is there are many different types of coping skills and of course I am not going to get into all of them right because this would be a 5 hour episode <laughs> but what I want you to really understand is we're going to focus on two problem focused coping and emotion focused coping because problem focus is about behaviors and thought processes aimed at solving the problem, right? Which means 
gather information, take action, break down the problem or the thing into bite-sized pieces, right? That's another strategy. Not handling problems well, right, means that we delay or we suppress, right? And those are unhealthy ways of dealing with it. And the emotion-focused coping is all stuff about managing your emotional response to a problem, where many of us go into avoidance and withdrawal, um, we overreact. This is how we get in trouble with substances, right? Not just alcohol and pot and drugs, but also with food. This is where, because we're trying to manipulate how we feel. So emotion-focused coping skills are really important too. And that's what I want to focus on the most today. Because if you go into avoidance and withdrawal and overreacting, that has a negative effect on you as a human being. And it's not worth all that. We don't want to get caught up in that. I want you to have some healthy ways to deal with this stuff. It may seem like some of this stuff is common sense, right? But here's the deal. Coping with stress is such an important thing. It's such an important skill to have because it's all about being able to adjust and adapt to change. Change can feel very stressful, but change is consistent throughout life. And change creates stress and psychological stress. And it can be big or it can be small. It doesn't matter. But when you have change, especially if you experience too many changes in a small time frame, that can bring about the sense of being out of control. It feels like those things are out of control. Things are happening fast. There's so many things going on at once. And when you feel out of control, this creates low self-esteem. And it contributes to anxiety and depression. And I don't know if you know this or not, but physical illness is directly related to anxiety and depression also. You can have physical illness and physical symptoms because of your anxiety and depression. So being able to cope with the demands of life and those stressors and consistent changes, whatever they are, getting sober is a huge change. Losing a job is a huge change. Moving is a huge change. Going through a breakup or a divorce is a huge change. All of change is normal. It's going to happen. But you have to have the ability to cope, to get through these things so it doesn't throw you off too much and really disrupt your equilibrium. So just by definition, coping skills are the tactics that people use to deal with stressful situations. Managing your stress well can help you feel better physically, psychologically, and impact your ability to perform at your best. And like I talked about earlier, you know, the best thing you can do really is keep your stress and anxiety low and have those rituals that you practice regularly to keep those levels down. That way, when a stressor comes along and something really pushes your button, you have some capacity to deal with it because you're not already at 100 all the time, right? Like, I need to keep my anxiety low regularly and put some energy into building those rituals to keep it low. So when something comes along, I'm like, okay, cool. I can deal with this. This is okay. But those skills being internal is in the moment, you have to have the ability to talk yourself down. 
you have to have the ability to pause and go, okay, what's happening here? What do I need to do? I need a moment to think this through. Everything's okay. I'm okay. I can figure out the solution. And then you can get to the tools, which, you know, might be journaling or might be calling your sponsor or calling your BFF to talk things through. And that's what brings the physical, right? Those external things will also bring the physical decompress and stress relief. But in that moment, you have to be able to remain calm. And there are a lot of external things you can do. There are a lot of tools, right? Like always having boundaries, healthy boundaries, establishing boundaries and maintaining them with the people in your life, in the situations in your life, and with yourself, right? Doing healthy or unhealthy things. There's tons of boundaries we can set. Having relaxation strategies, okay? This is one of my favorite coping skills, again, because it's internal. Deep belly breaths, we talk about it all the time. Meditation, mindfulness. Mindfulness is a little more challenging for me, and I'm sure if I struggle with that, you guys probably do too. And I think I probably do it better than I think. I just, when I read about mindfulness, and I'm pretty woo-woo, but when I read about mindfulness, it's almost a little too woo-woo even for me to grasp. But <laughs> I think I do it just in my own way, right? As usual, I always come at things from a different angle. But but meditation or visualization, right? These are things that you do in your head, in the moment. Another great coping skill is getting centered Again, staying in that moment. Everything, all of this is about staying in the moment because stress and anxiety and overreacting comes from catastrophizing, blowing things out of proportion, and freaking out about what might happen in the future. So we want to not get in the future or the past. We want to stay in the moment. And one of the best ways to do that is to focus on your physical space. If I feel my anxiety going crazy, if I'm getting overwhelmed, I have too many tasks, my phone is blowing up, my emails are going crazy, I've got 17 problems to deal with, and one of my employees calls in sick, right? I can have some real shit show days, I promise you. In the last few weeks, I've had a lot of them. So when I get in that space, I have to deep belly breath. I stop, I close my eyes, deep belly breaths, and I go, okay, where am I? I'm right here. I'm okay. I'm in my space. I have the ability to figure this out. This doesn't have to be a big, crazy, overreacting situation. All I can do is one thing at a time right? And I just get in the present moment. Those are coping skills. Internally, talking yourself off the ledge, bringing yourself back to the present moment to get focused on what you can actually do right now, rather than freaking out about what used to happen or what you did before or what might happen in the future. Those are two places you don't want to spend your time, past and future. There's nothing you can do about either one of them but your present moment you have full control over. Those are coping skills. Okay, more coping tools. Exercise, of course. You guys hear me talk about this all the time. This has been a huge part of my transformation, certainly in the last few years, and tons of studies showing that exercise is more successful than anti-anxiety and antidepressant medications. So I don't care if you're walking to the end of your driveway and back, get up off your happy buns and get moving. 
It doesn't have to be strenuous. It doesn't have to take an hour. It doesn't have to require a gym. Just move. That's all. Move. Go play with your kids outside. Go play with your dogs. Move. That's all you have to do. It doesn't have to be overly complicated. And a few more that we talked about a few minutes ago, you know, journaling is a brilliant way to get your feelings out, get that that antsy energy out of you and get it on paper. That's a huge relief for you. That's a great tool. Talking to a friend or talking to a sponsor, just venting, that's a great tool. But in the moment, you got to focus on the skills. You have to focus on the skills and being able to talk yourself off the ledge, being able to bring yourself back to the present moment, be realistic about what's actually happening and not freaking out about what might happen or how you feel about it, right? These are the emotion-focused and problem or (laughs) solution-focused skills that we're talking about. Because if I'm freaking out and catastrophizing everything and blowing it out of proportion and going, oh my God, what if this and what if that and what if, what if, if I get in that mindset, I can't get anything done. I can't think clearly. I'm not making my best decisions. That anxiety is going to continue to go up, which is going to continue to make me a bigger jerk for that day. And that's not what we're going for, right? I I know in my recovery, one of my main goals has been to be less of a jerk because I can be a real jerk and I really want to be less of a jerk. That's my goal. That's my mantra. Be less of a jerk. (laughs) That's all. That you've got to be able to get yourself internally in the moment. You've got to be able to talk yourself off the ledge so that you can then get to the coping tools and call somebody and bounce those ideas off of them, get a fresh perspective where you're not filtering everything through your skewed lens. But that's where I want you to focus right now. Start thinking about, in the moment, your impulsivity, pause. Start practicing your ability to pause and just think, I'm okay. I can handle this. I can find the solutions. I have the tools and the people to help me and support me find the solutions. Take a deep breath, and then let's focus on the solutions. I hope you have loved this episode, you guys. I hope this stuff helps. Like These are the things that I do every day of my life, right? Keeping my anxiety down. All the rituals and routines I have are to keep my anxiety down as much as humanly possible. Because once the anxiety is in control, then we're not making our best decisions. And that's how, again, we self-create more chaos and unmanageability in our lives because we're not making decisions well or making them for the right reasons or based on the right criteria. So just focus on that impulsivity. Get yourself to a place that you can just pause in any situation Take a deep breath and then start reaching out and using your tools. Otherwise, you're just going to draw a blank when you're in that moment and have no idea what to do. All right, don't forget Sober Vacation. I would so love for you to come on Sober Vacation with us. It's going to be incredible. It's my first one ever, addictionunlimited.com forward slash Costa Rica. And I hope you're having a fantastic day. I will see you next week. You've reached the end of another great episode of the Addiction Unlimited podcast, candid and honest conversation about addiction and recovery. Be sure to visit us at addictionunlimited.com to join the conversation and access show notes and links to everything we talked about. 
love this episode? Please take 30 seconds to subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes to help us improve and give you the information you want. Thanks for listening. See you next week.